You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Making waves. Hey, and we are live. Happy Wednesday evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us again on Making Waves, episode eight. Uh, my name is Justin. I'm here with your host, Chad Nicefield. You guys know Chad as the host of Shiprock and also the lead singer of the band Wilson. And tonight we are super stoked to have um, our friends Dead Posey as our guest tonight. So please, everyone, welcome Woo-hoo. Tony and Danielle from Dead Posey. Ahoy, yeah. please. Ahoy. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time again uh, this evening. We, we appreciate you guys giving us an hour of your time. Um, guys out there in Facebook land, if this is your first time joining us on Making Waves, um, in the comments section of the live feed, go ahead and throw your comments in. If you've got any questions for the band or if you just want to say how stoked you are about their music or anything or just mm-hmm. want us to throw a shout out, I'll definitely grab those. But please do try to make some of your questions as inspiring as possible. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to kind of uh, pay attention to what's going on here and moderate this thing. I'm with Chad and uh, Tony and Danielle talk. So it's going to be a bunch of artists talking artist stuff. So enjoy. Thank you guys. Thank you. Hi guys. And oh, hi guy and lady. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm incredible. I prefer, uh, (laughs) I prefer to make my questions a little uh, perspiring, but inspiring uh, works as well. Are you, are you guys uh, doing speaking of perspiring? You're here in California as well, right? I mean, of course we're trying. Yeah, it, it was really hot, but about a month ago, three mm-hmm. weeks ago, that was some gnarly, gnarly perspiring heat. But it's <laughs> well, even out. in the house, we live in an older house, so the AC is running the whole day, but it still got to like eighty-five in our house, and we're like, "What the fuck is going on, man?" We're nightmares. We're so. melting. It was not are you guys uh, creating right now? What are you speaking of being at home and yeah. in, in the house? What's your what's on your docket on a daily basis? Tell me, can we talk about your 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., please? Well, usually I'm asleep until about 10 a.m., but he's up till like, or at like 7, 30, 8 o'clock usually. Early rise or earlier. Uh, but right now, artistically, we've, we've kind of been doing our own thing as far as the music goes, just to kind of collect our own ideas and thoughts because we do think it's important as artists to do our own separate like individually stuff. from each other separate so then when we do come together with all of our stuff to do a show and tell it's more like oh look what look what i did how can we make this work and look what i did and so we kind of bring it together and make it dead posy yeah so we're so in that we're in that process, process now yeah like stay away no you stay not away yet. <laughs> not, yet. On something. not yet or maybe we'll show something just because yeah. we're so excited but we're like okay now leave me alone so i can do this teases but then that's amazing 
so you guys, I don't mean to interrupt, but I, I, I love the fact that you're in a situation during a pandemic where traditionally you're not probably leaving the home, your home very much in general, even at this stage to where like, it's probably, I would guess it's the essentials and then back home, but you found a, a way to creatively separate yourself for certain parts of the day so that you can be your own in your own uh, 100% and then come together much like a regular day would be if say the both of you worked right. at two different office jobs and came home at, after work and talked about your right. day. Right. Uh, I mean, we made up for lunch in the kitchen and like, <laughs> we'll shoot the shit and all water, that. Water, water cooler talk. What's new with you, Tony? How do you do water cooler talk yeah. at the office? I mean, for about the last week though, we have been doing the acoustic stuff because we're doing acoustic versions of all of our um, malfunction EP. Yeah, and recording. So yeah. We're going to be putting that out soon. Right. So that's been more together in the last week mm -hmm. or two. I think it's important for us uh, being in this kind of more unique situation of like people that sort of live together and are working together in this full on, you know what it's like to be in a band, mm -hmm. like 24 seven, it's you're just always on it. We found ways to make it work by giving ourselves a little bit of like, you know, me time and then it kind of right. keeps it fresh and, and we're allowed to bring our best to the table. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that process. I, I wish, like, when we, when Wilson would do uh, writing sessions for re records, we would, uh, traditionally for the last two records, we would do, like, an Airbnb, right? And we would all, we would get a house that would be, even back home in Michigan, we would get a house that would be large enough to, to like, literally be able to essentially do sidebarring with each other and go into other places to completely separate ourselves away from whatever they were creatively working on in that room. Did uh, you guys do any, like, haunted houses or anything like that? That, or we tried, yeah. Because I know there's yeah. the box stories of like different bands going to like the Houdini Mansion. Chili Peppers, yeah, that was a, that was a classic. Paramore, one. I think, was another one. Right, the Paramore. The closest. Band. Wait, wait, Paramore did something like that in a haunted house. How's Paramore band the Paramore no. State? Yeah, Paramore, Paramore State band? in Silver Lake. Uh, it, it's oh, supposedly there. haunted. And yeah. who was the band? I don't uh, remember. Oh, was it My Chemical yes. Romance? Yeah, My Chem, I think, did some stuff there, mm -hmm. and they and Chili Peppers worked at. a a version of the Houdini mansion. And I think Chad Smith, the drummer, mm -hmm. like, is like, I can't stay here. It's definitely There's like a demon or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, is, is that the one that Johnny Depp, did Johnny Depp buy that house? I think it sounds I like he would. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. that he would. What's Johnny Depp's favorite color? Let's <laughs> something in the uh, a shade of black. I think it's my favorite color. bone. <laughs> I think we should start that rumor though, that Johnny Depp owns that what some haunted mansions in LA. Let's just start it right now. You heard it right here. now. <laughs> yep, right here, Shiprockers. You hear that? Johnny Depp's favorite color is somewhat black, maybe bone, and bought a mansion uh, that's called the Paramore Mansion. That's where he's living right now. Hey, speak, guys. Speaking of, uh, of spooky and haunted, let's talk about your sound. Um, for, for if you don't mind, uh, I'm tremendously interested because in again, for, I, we talked a few months ago about me living in New Orleans, and the sound kind of fits the vibe that you know people might have about new orleans kind of like a lot of voodoo down here lots of uh creole myth and folklore and you know there's spirits and s spectral everywhere and the cemeteries um, the cemeteries oh they have above, they, above ground yeah well that's funny because the cemeteries here are like starbucks they're just everywhere and you're like they you kind of get used to them <laughs> i mean there's there something we did a haunted tour the last day we were there before we uh, flew back home. We went on a ghost tour. Yeah, around the after the day we disembarked from uh, from Shiprock this mm -hmm. February, we, we did a tour. Hungover, hungover in the cold. <laughs> 
She was very hungover. But it was fun. <laughs> but, but yeah, if you weren't hungover, you didn't do it. Um, so because the first thing when I first started listening to you guys, and I listened to some of the songs in the twenties, the first thing I thought of was like they're a modern day cramps. Uh, Ooh, that's wow. who I thought. Love that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I just did this, you know, everything from that, you know, that poison every guitar to the luxus kind of thing and the th- thematic of it. So you guys are very into like very dark. I think they're very dark and sexy or very sensual items. Even this right here, my dad actually drew this with charcoal. That, this bigger so, oh, wow. piece up here. Yeah. I feel Is like that it, a working clock? It's it's a clock. He had like a ratty baby doll that he had sitting on a clock, and he sketched it with charcoal to create that. So it Dad, we need Dad, Father, we need to talk. I know. Yeah, that's really <laughs> but cool. Your, your your sound is kind of this very uh, you know it's got a kind of a spooky twangy Dwayne Eddy kind of guitar. Uh, where did that derive from? Because you know I, I want to talk obviously quickly first about Tony. You came from Eve Six. Uh, yeah. highly, you know, kind of energetic. I wouldn't say pop, but they had a feel to you. You had melody. It was very strong in the band. You had yeah. some big songs there. So to kind of move from that sound over to this, uh, what was the transition like? And how did you guys kind of come to the realization that this is kind of your, this is your lane? Right. Well, yeah, Eve 6 would not be considered twangy. <laughs> I don't think by any... No. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, I think a lot of that influence i've always been influenced in a lot of different music but i think it you know d kind of had the original sort of thrust and and sort of vision for this thing um and was bringing some of these other influences and we were talking about things like poe and and sort of this salvador you know, dolly david lynch yeah and, and sort of the 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 undercurrents that's running through culture and, mm-hmm. and you know just sonically everything from you know, like you say, the cramps to newer stuff, Black Keys. I mean, it, just adding some of that bluesy element, but with a little bit of sort of like a classic rock kind of thing, which maybe I kind of brought brought to it. And but it was kind of in service of that vision, and it was sort of a fun challenge for me to kind of like get, kind of get into that and like take sort of some other influences I have. I, I was mm-hmm. always influenced by like hard rock of the '80s, alternative rock the '90s punk and like even like synth pop and mm-hmm. stuff mixing with that and i think some of that starts to come through more on the newer ep um but it was sort of just it's a like weird a alchemy between like nirvana to depeche mode yeah. it's like all mixed and when you bring it together for both of us i think it just kind of created this concoction that we didn't think it through too much other than sure that sounds cool no move on to something right. else you know like <laughs> and tried to let each song kind of dictate but you know, D had a really strong, you know, sort of sense of, you know, we don't, we want the drums to sound kind of earthy and, and you know, mm-hmm. like people kind of sitting around and playing it in like a real space, not sort of traditional, like, you know, modern rock, you know, kind of drum sounds and things like that. Nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. but that was, yeah. you know, a lot of things like that that you were bringing to it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I uh, think it's funny. It's, you can, uh, no, sorry, Chad. No, I, no, I just no, want no, to get expand upon your, uh, expand upon your question, but go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, it's funny you mentioned the Lynch thing because I just thought about like Lost Highway, how that, like the newer, some of the songs would just like slide right into that soundtrack. We just I, watched I that again, like just like what, two months ago. Yeah. It's a, we that, did not have a phone call about this. You, we, we just had to, we, we mind melded. <laughs> yeah. On, on a, one of our, on Bad Things specifically, yes. if you go on Spotify, yeah. you can see like the videos that play on a repeat when the song's playing. Uh, mm-hmm. We, when we were on tour, 
this past November, we did a night where we were like driving through the mountains on like the deserted highway. And it kind of gave us that lost highway vibe and we got some uh. footage of it. So that uh, video that plays every eight seconds for bad things came from like that feeling of the David Lynch vibe of Lost Highway. And it's on the road. But it's from on tour. Yeah. On tour yeah. so. It wasn't quite as yeah. nightmarish as the, what happened it at the end little, of Lost Highway. It was Highway. a little creepy. <laughs> it at was. Night. I mean, we were by ourselves on like not even a road that was split in half. So we're like, where the fuck are we? And wasn't that like ice? Was that coming yeah. back from? Yeah. And that, and that was like ice. <laughs> you wasn't, were driving. I was driving. It was like there's black ice. And That's a whole other story. Crazy. Every time I drive, crazy shit happens to us. I don't know why. It's not, it's not me. I'm a good driver. Although I have I've had a crazy thing happen to me when I've driven, but not on tour, but we can get that's that a whole other story. But that kind of adds to, you know, she drove over a dead body on the highway a long time ago. And then wait, what? We're going to Justin, let's just shut up here. And can we hear about this? De- <laughs> the, 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 then we will get back into this, into the sound, the sound of your band and how you're going. But <laughs> this this is, is, kind of influences everything. I mean, hey, if Chad and I, if Chad and I listen to this, are we accessories? <laughs> she did not cause the body to be dead. No. Okay. So basically, a guy was on the other side of the freeway and he hit the center divider and he got out of his car to check out his car that had just hit the center divider. And another car came behind his car, hit his car into him, made his body fly over to our, our my side of the freeway. And I was driving at 80, the other side, do, 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 all of a sudden run over this body. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? My airbags came out. I was just gripping the wheel. Like, Got to get over. What the fuck just happened? I'm in a what were, you, what were you driving? Um, a cherry red Mustang. <laughs> oh, man. So even more, even more. Mess up your paint that job. Well, it now, got, it got it's got even more cinematic now. I know. <laughs> so it got totaled because of the body parts being in the engine and everything. And it was it was really sad. We found out yeah. later he was barely 21. He was driving home from going out that night. And yeah. they had to like check to make sure I wasn't drinking because then they would have blamed it on me even though I had nothing to do with it, which obviously I didn't. Yeah. And I'm here and we're good. But he's it's not. like that scene from Good Goodfellas and Joe Pesci went and got mom's knife. Uh, I got to get this hook out of the grill. Uh, <laughs> that, that's, that's rough. Now that's in my head. Now I've got these competing I, I, images. They know. basically said within well. two days it smelled like a dead body in the car, and that's why they're like, told my parents at the time, like, eh, let's get this car totaled. She this is before we knew each other. Yeah. So this is like, but I wouldn't say that influences the sound I mean, of dead posing, it doesn't, but, it, but it doesn't. Even my papa, he was a homicide uh, detective yeah. for Los Angeles. He was not. Yeah. What the? Okay. So, he does get some hardcore stuff too. Like, there you go. He wrote this book called Malice in Wonderland with his partner. Um, his partner's Tom Lang that did the OJ Simpson case. He does involved with that. Uh, yeah. But my wow. papa and him did the Wonderland murders with John Holmes, the porn star. Yeah. Um, so, this is Tate. We have to do another session. This is We have to do this. This is insane. <laughs> Just on. Famous murders your parents have been involved in. Yeah. Oh my God. I think there's only one musical act that we could interview, though. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing to do with Helter Skelter, though. That's not him at all, right? He, no, no, no. First time? It was a little it's bit before grandma. his time. But yeah. I think he okay. met some people that dealt with that, no. but he didn't personally deal with it. Oh my goodness gracious. What a story. Hey, 
I have to move. I have to move on one question, or else it's going to kill me. So I'm on. I'm downtown Los Angeles. I'm literally the building that's right next to the Cecil Hotel. Like so. Uh, no, no. So there's Richard Ramirez, um, the, where the, the whole entire hotel, um, uh, season four American horror story was based right. on this oh, hotel. Oh, no. Right. Right. But <laughs> your dad may or may not been around the time during the time of, a, of water. What's it's her grandpa. She says Papa, but it's grandpa. It's my grandpa. Oh, okay. So he might've been around for Richard Ramirez or maybe even the water cooler lady that fell into the water cooler on the think he was around for Richard Ramirez. I right? think that he was, was for Richard Ramirez, but he didn't work on that case. He did work he on the be- highway killers as well that like killed a bunch of little boys and stuff. Um, he did work on that. And like wow. there's another one where like a guy was hiding under women's cars back in like the late 80s, I believe. And he was slitting their ankles, ankles, yeah. kidnapping them and then killing them. Um, I don't remember the name of that murderer, but I think he worked on that case as well. So. Wow. Sounds like the that kid is- from Pet Cemetery. I so, know. Yeah. <laughs> that scene too. Bring <laughs> <laughs> all the movie mm-hmm. images. Uh-huh. Hey, can I? I'm, can I break? I know we're gonna. I, we're gonna break this up from murder wonder stories. Yeah, Any two. Um, cozy comes. From. But no. Yeah. It, well, yeah. Exactly. Wait, it, wait, it does. Pies. It's That's where your name comes from. It, no, no, no. It comes from uh, Ring Around the Rosie, Pocket Full of Posies. The oh, sweet rhyme because. Black people carried posies in their pockets when the plague mm-hmm. was going on. So we thought like, oh, dead posy. Like that's how God, that you, came about. You guys are so relevant right now. So many layers. We got the modern day plague. I know. Um, We're sorry. Listen, we, I want to get to a question from one of our ship rockers and this is Tim. And obviously you guys are going to talk about the creative process. He goes, what's the most challenging part of creating a new album? It's a good question. Well, we were about to create a new album. Yeah, we're about to dive um, in fully to do that. I think the the part would probably be, it's not so much starting the process, because I feel like the starting the process is pretty easy. That's the fun part, yeah. Right. Like, there's so many, like, ideas and stuff that we're bouncing mm-hmm. off of each other. Like we said earlier, like, we show and tell. Uh, we so just get, it's easy to get excited about right, Ooh, a new it's thing. New, yeah, it's fresh. brand new. It, it gets harder when we get in the weeds when we're producing it, and we're like, do we really like that sound there? Do we really like the way the drums sound? Do we really like the way you played that guitar part? It's more like that kind of right. stuff that starts getting in the harder part of an album. I think yeah, it's plus, almost the finishing it that's the, the toughest part of right. it. You know, and, the, and, the end and then plus you have to send it to your label and you know when you're on a label and does everybody like it? Do they want you to rework stuff? Right. Our label has been pretty cool with like yeah. the EP we just put out where mm-hmm. they pretty much just gave us like some notes, but then like we executed them and it's like everyone seemed pretty happy with it. So a lot of I creative feel, freedom for I feel like we do yeah. props to Sumerian Records for allowing us yeah. to still be an artist and like not force us into this pigeonhole thing. So we do, we are thankful for that. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if Tim, you uh, another th- question. Thank you for. I was going to say uh, thank you for answering that question, Tim. I hope that helps you uh, understand how they kind of go about this. So thank you. Mm-hmm. I wanted to expand upon what uh, what Tim asked and what Justin asked, uh, but starting from uh, you know we talked a, a little bit about where Tony's roots kind of laid, but like Daniel, where does where do you kind of start this magical musical journey, and how did you two meet each other along the way? Because it's just. Uh, uh, a pretty, so, always a pretty interesting uh, oh, of, here, course, you know? of course uh, so 
As far as my musical journey in a nutshell, I played piano growing up. I was always the piano player that was sitting in the room before the practice, wishing I was the singer in the room, but I never thought I could sing because I never tried. So that thought never crossed my mind, but I was always like dancing and putting on shows and stuff for my family and friends. But again, it was always secondary because I played soccer as well. Um, and then as I got a little older, I started writing a lot and really diving deep into who I am. I'm really, really introverted. Like even this, I'm like, okay, let's, let's do this. But I'm more like introspective, like really deep thinking about things. So I really got into writing quotes and notes and diaries type stuff. So by the time Tony and I met, I was doing more of like the modeling and acting stuff. And we just met and we started talking and I kind of shared like some of my notes and quotes and stuff. And one night after we went out one night, uh, we heard a Nirvana song on the radio and we're like, oh, let's come let's go back are. to your, yeah, come as you are. And we're like, oh, let's go back to the studio and do something. And I was like, okay, this is like karaoke. Cool, I can, I can get down with that. I think I'm okay. And then once I heard myself in the earphones and was singing it, I like fell in love. I was like, oh shit, I, I think I can do this. And like, he was giving me that confidence boost as well. And I feel that's when I kind of came out of the closet as a singer, I like to say. And I feel like after that, he kind of was like, you know, go out there, meet other musicians. He wasn't babying me. He wasn't like, oh, okay, let's start doing stuff together. It was like, here, go, go out into the world, meet some musicians. Go she take did. Some, she fully went her own way go for take, several years. Yeah, like, yeah, and go, take, awesome. go take voice lessons to make sure your voice isn't, you know, you're I think not you ruining your that. voice. I didn't even suggest that. You right. just did. You, you, you did. She did all the stuff, you know, just figuring it all out like you do in bands and just getting out there yeah. playing with a bunch of people. Like, I just it was like kind of love at first sight as soon as the studio and the studio singing came about. And then we did write a song together from the notes and stuff that I had accumulated over the years. And I was like, oh. I can write I can write songs and lyrics with the words that I created and I just worked with somebody creatively. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah, you and saw it, the structure and how it could all kind of right. come together for you. And it just so happened we we could have not been dating and it could have happened the same way because we really are the best of friends and yeah. it really didn't come from this like sexual place or anything like that. It was very much so like just a fun mm -hmm. experience. And again, he was like, okay, go fly away little birdie and do your thing. <laughs> and I did, I started another band. Like Cause I, I was still in the, my other band at the right. time. I was kind of do, doing a bunch of stuff, at the, you know, and like, you know, she had this like unbelievable doing... natural, like prowess and talent that was like, wow, just recording it the first time. And then well, and you were doing like other producing stuff with yeah. like other artists. He was also doing singer songwriter sessions along with Eve six. So yeah. he was like doing that stuff. So mm -hmm. I started my other band. I found some musicians. Yeah. Uh, I played around town this, yeah. on the sunset strip, like Viper room and stuff. I know, you know, that yeah. probably well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it just, it came to a point where I was like, we're not yeah. really making waves. We're not really making an impression. This isn't really feeling like me all the way. I don't feel like it's showing enough of my dark aesthetic and stuff. And it, it kind of just took its natural course of like, hey, I'm gonna break the band up. I think I'm gonna move Starts on. Yeah. And uh, me and the guitarist, that was my friend at the time that I had started that other band with, 
I was the one that asked him in the first place, hey, do you think you could play guitar so we can start a band? So he's the one that came along with me with Tony and we were talking about Dead Posey. And it was more that thing, he was like kind of like good for morale for us at the time. And I think it was a, he was like a key figure to have around in the sense of good morale for us, which kind of brought Tony and I back together creatively. And then when we went to writing Dead Posey, it was really Tony and I writing the songs together. But like our, our friend was there too in the room. So it just brought kind of like this good morale and then as soon as we got signed, he ended up quitting because he was like, oh, this is not what I really want. And like, it's kind of more your guys' thing. So like the things kind of like unfolded the way they should. And there's, yeah. you know, I love him. He's like a brother to both of us. Yeah. Um, but really like Dead Posey came about because of Tony and I, but my friend from the other band kind of was there in the beginning to like, set us off curtsy the whole entire yeah yeah, yeah. The, to put the hand to the hand yeah I, the, right. those people are in in a musician's career are right. the most important people i mean um, yeah he really was could, he he was a really key factor once tony told me like here go do your thing you know go out there and meet people he was that person that was like i'll do anything with you i've never played guitar but sure i'll try right. <laughs> and i, I yeah. need that i feel like yeah. i needed that and it felt like kind of like a kid and uh, when you're growing up, when you're playing in your cola sack and the other kids are like, okay, today we're going to do a bike race. It was kind of like that kind of, like kind of innocence a little bit. Every musician like needs the sandbox, you know, every mm -hmm. musician right. needs to find their own, you know, path through it all right. and find out what they want to say, what they want to be about, you know, and, and that was your process of doing it. And that's right. when, and you, you had already been doing it. So you're like, yeah. I don't need to do that. So you, you go have fun. Right. With that. But that through that, you really came upon this concept of the, the next thing you wanted to do, which ultimately became dead posy. And, you know, we were mm -hmm. bouncing band names off of each other yeah. within the first week of like, writing a few songs yeah, just acoustic even, in the room. Did we even think like Dead Cherries with that Dead word? Cherries was the other the other one. <laughs> then one of the but other ones we were looking at. Then we thought about the we talked about nursery the, rhyme. Yeah, and we're exactly. like, oh no, I think Dead Posey's cooler. Yeah. <laughs> so you know how yeah. that band names, yeah. right? Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. It's fun. I don't know if about this, but you're walking out of it. Your, your, your walk-on music could be the, the nursery rhyme, you know, as you guys are with the... We actually we did, did that. that. We already did, oh, did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 2018, we had a whole thing with like an ominous version of... I wish we had it right here to show you because it was actually Probably cool. had my phone, but I have to like go do stuff on the phone, which we're not doing. Hey, well, if you awesome. want to... Uh, we had a This goes back to actually all this. We have a question. Um, Danielle, who were your inspirations as far as vocals? vocals laundry list of course it would obviously be as far as the women vocalists would be Janis Joplin Shirley Manson Allison Mosshart and then as far as men I love Jim Morrison Kurt Cobain Marilyn Manson Trent Reznor you know it's kind of like all in that group of people kind of dark and smoky kind of yeah. I like all yeah. because they also have this like kind of vibe about them that it, it intrigued me beyond like, oh, they can sing well and they can go beyond the voice, which no problem with that. But there was more of this like grit with their voice, which you actually tried out for the voice. I did try the voice <laughs> and I didn't make ago. it because I'm not that kind of vocalist, you know, I'm more of the yeah. other kind of vocalist. So 
the, 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 the cast of characters that you just uh, listed, there's something about the version of, I, I like to think about vocalists or musicians in general who see the outline and they're like, I see what you did there when a coloring book, you know, but I think that you're missing this area over here. And then when you look at the picture, when it's all done, it's only halfway colored in, you know, right, that's yeah. the whole point, you know? Exactly. Right, exactly. <laughs> there's a there's a certain fragility also to those uh, those vocalists. They're dark, but they certainly have an underlying kind of you feel empathetic towards them as people, and you can hear that in their voices. Other than Shirley Manson, who just strikes me as a very strong-willed, stubborn oh, she, woman. She's fantastic, by the way. Here, when you hear her with her voice, though, she gets in there, and I I, I adore her as a human being. I think she's a force to be reckoned with, and. I feel like there should be more women that aspire to be like that because I feel like that would help the ratio of the music industry, frankly. She, so. she had that hard Scottishness to her. I know. She's, she's, I Scottish wit, yeah. I love yeah, her. There you go. Yeah. Thank you for that. That, that, was, that was a really great, uh, a really great transition of like from one to two to one you know we're doing uh, good and, guys yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I i love i'm a huge i want to i want to talk about what you just said but i'm going to save it for a, a, a further a little bit further down the line because in in keeping with the consistency of of your sound and in your your traveling at, uh, of a band in general and where you are now i was a huge fan I, st I am a huge fan, but that I hadn't heard the new record yet until the other day uh, when we confirmed you guys. But I listened to your EP, the first EP, all the time. I think I even said on the ship, I'm like, uh, I love you guys. You know, like one of my favorite things <laughs> I about love you too. <laughs> about the, yeah, one of my favorite things about the ship is being able to like yeah. see these acts that I'm hearing, you know, the, uh, on the outside, and then coming in and seeing them not only live multiple times, but right. being around their uh, their visceral vibes, if you will, you know. Sure. And you really get a sense of people that way, right. which is awesome. Totally. And with that, with, with that saying, like, I know you as this, is this caps, this, this, this picture that I've captured in my brain from your first EP in 2018, yeah. I think it came out. Yeah. Uh, and then this new EP that you just released, uh, June, I believe, right? Yeah. June. Mm -hmm. Yep. Two months. It, uh, it's called Mel malfunction, correct? Malfunction. Yeah. So it's, it's similar in its nature, but it has a lot of extra like, uh, uh, texture and, and flavor that like at, at first I was ready for one, one version of the band, like all fans do, you know, you're ready for this to come out and it comes out of the gate and you're like, okay, wait a second. And then I just fell deeper in love because I got another I got to see another layer of what the, what your band can do. Uh, so can, can you tell us a little bit about writing that record and, um, you know, what it was like essentially deciding to, to release it in the right. middle of a pandemic? I know, I know. Well, the funny thing <laughs> is we actually had another follow-up EP pretty much in the can, like, like mid 2019, which was more in the vein, of more the in the vein thing. of what you're kind of maybe talking about mm -hmm. that might've been the like, Oh yeah, there's the next obvious cool more, more and sort of in, internal discussions and talks with the label too and management. We're like, you know what, let's try to push it a little bit more. Like we, we love this stuff. There's always going to be, you know, a piece for that. And I think we'll bring some of that even more back in a little mm -hmm. bit on the next record, but let's, let's push the sound a little more. Let's bring in some of these other influences that have always been there. Um, you know, like Depeche Mode mm -hmm. is my favorite band of all time. We've always, you know, we've talked about that. And it's your favorite record. Uh, 
Probably, I mean, probably Violator. Uh, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of. Uh, uh, Hands down, man, Violator's it. Songs of Faith and Devotion, though, maybe a little less well sung, you know, a less less uh-huh. less uh, exalted record. But I love that one too. The, the uh, cover we're doing. What record is that from? That's from Music for the Masses. We're okay. doing. Uh, we're actually covering Never Let Me Down Again. Uh, oh, cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, we've been recording that with our other acoustic songs. It's been pretty mm-hmm. fun to do. But so we, I think we kind of said, you know what? Let's put some of these aside. Um, we did release Fire Burning la- uh, last year, which would have been on that other right. follow-up EP. So that's kind of like its own little like, thing taste by of itself. That. And we know people yeah. love that song too. It's great, but mm-hmm. we wanted to kind of push that. And the reaction you had, Chad, is I think what we were hoping to mm-hmm. achieve. Sweet. Ideally, <laughs> we could have gotten something out a little bit sooner. We know it's been a while since the last EP, and we're definitely learning like. It really helps to keep things coming out, which is why we definitely want a full album out like like next spring, basically mm-hmm. next spring, early summer, and that's the plan. But we wanted to put some of those other elements in this one. Yeah, and, and again, like fun we challenge. were saying earlier, you know, we have a lot of influences too from like the kills as well and nine inch nails and Marilyn Manson. Yeah, so we really wanted to kind of mess with the synths a little bit more mixed in with mm-hmm. that rock, gritty rock sound. So I feel like you know as a band you kind of like evolve your sound as time goes on and that's kind of where i feel like we kind of honed in on what we like about our sound and what we might have like oh let's tweak that a little bit so i feel like this album is going to be more in line with what the malfunction vibe is but it'll just be more songs and maybe some more up-tempo songs to go along with it because obviously live the up-tempo yeah. songs are fun at a rock show so yeah dance floor heaters yeah. yeah, the uh, <laughs> right. the me the me what, what you guys have now, and if you mix it with the synth, I mean, right, you have right now is a very timeless sound. The blues, rock, swampy yeah. stuff never goes away. Yeah, yeah. So there's no shelf life to that. It, it, it's it's eternal. And the way we write yeah. songs, even though we might add these, you know, electronic elements and some of that, like the songs are always going to come down to this kind of earthy. Like, mm-hmm. can we play it on an acoustic guitar and vocal and feel good? Is it, you mm-hmm. know, a melody that is is classic you know i mean right. I think is it that's, working with the vocals is it playing with them just right yeah it's like all this elements that we kind of want to portray along with the lyrics are the lyrics intertwining well with the music so it's yeah. like all this stuff we're really trying to like how the lyrics yeah. are sounding we want you to feel even if you just heard the music side of it totally so. and yeah. I think when d sings anything it has this like you know weight to it and kind of just soul to it and i think that that's what's kind of fun to play around with that's sort of the centerpiece of whatever we do um that and just you know guitars i mean we're a guitar also forward band and uh, we also added a lot more harmonies tony and i really more harmonizing on certain parts we can kind of hear his vocals more kind of like in a a ghostly way a little bit that we didn't really do too much on the first ep was more like harmony type yeah, you were vocals. singing. You were singing. I was singing some harmonies, but it was more blended. We did right. more of like a traditional thing. We're on this. We kind of messed with some of like Tony having that kind of like yeah, that ghostly, octave. like a ghost right over my shoulder kind of thing a little bit. So yeah. we were kind of playing with that too. Yeah, so I'm always haunting fun. you. I like. <laughs> can I ask a, a qu- can I ask a quick question regarding? Uh, and you guys have just mentioned you're you're wanting to get a new product out and looks like spring. Do you believe and? that you kind of get a little bit extra legs, a little leg, I guess a little more space or a little bit more, is your music kind of be able to carry yourself a little more because of the associations with Lucifer and, 
and uh, Jessica Jones and things like that that'll help kind of push keep your music kind of living so you kind of get some time to to build upon those things yeah of course Absolutely. I mean this day and age it used to be more taboo for artists to have any of their music on any placements You're I feel selling like. out you know yeah, like, there's yeah. no Right. That's not but that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> we've gotten no, no. Where these days I feel like so far, Dead Posies had our stuff in some pretty cool shows yeah. where it kind of adds yeah. the mood. And you know, right. the thing I always have in the back of my head, David Lynch, he's all about the music in his movies, sure. and he even makes some music that mm-hmm. he even has a few albums out where different artists sing on it and stuff. So he, I think of him in that sense where when your music gets put to the right visual, just like a music video, yeah. it could be actually pretty cool. So it adds to it. It could add to it. I mean, of course there could be, I'm sure something that would be more cheesy where it'd be kind of like, eh, maybe we won't talk about that one. But for the most part, we've been pretty lucky that we've gotten some cool things and music no, supervisors are awesome. I, I think people should always embrace success. And if you can get yourself into the public forum of that uh, and that right. have that platform, that's what all bands hope to do. There's bands we, that have 20 year careers that would kill for that. Well, we've actually had some, we've gotten some fans because like some real fans because of those placements, silly enough. So it's kind of been an avenue for us specifically where early on Dead Posey got some fans that might look like, oh, overnight success to a little band. But it's like, "Eh, we still got a lot of growing to do. We just got you think sure like that's that. where i found you i i, I shazammed the uh, I, actually i didn't have shazam at the time and kim my girlfriend she, i said can you shazam who this is uh-huh. and then i saw the name and then like a few weeks later uh, i saw that you guys were now like a couple months later i saw you were announced on the ship and i was like <gasps> what, did you, what, awesome. what did you hear it in what what uh what were you do you remember what you were watching or um uh, it was uh it was in the back it was a show it was a uh, show we were watching i think on netflix okay. uh, or one of the um I'm trying to remember the show it might have uh, been the Traveling pants of something. I did watch that show, but uh, it wasn't. I know it wasn't that. Sisterhood of the Traveling <laughs> no, Pants. No, that was an ad for Jack Whitehall. Yeah, but but see, that's what's so cool, though. Or like Lucifer. Yeah, or, Lucifer. Oh, that was it. Yeah, that's okay. yeah. But that's yeah. What's, and honestly, that was kind of the thing that like started it really off for us and 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 paved the way to be on something like Shiprock and to work with a label and mm-hmm. to get tours and festivals and things like that. I mean, and that's why kind of to wrap it around, like there's no such thing as like selling out unless you're really promoting something that goes against your principles. That's who you right. are. But like, yes, yeah. we're, we're in the era of like content and shows and like, if your music can help, you know, a, a, a TV show sell some sort of drama and bring that and mm-hmm. also help you get more fans and also maybe help pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Everybody wins and that's the world yeah. we're in right now. Because so. streaming services aren't paying enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. right. True. It's funny. It, it, there's no selling out art helping art. So exactly. exactly. That's how we can afford to be on Zoom right now. Zoom would just be way too pricey. <laughs> <Right. otherwise. laughs> you got a pro I mean, seriously, I mean, those, those things you said earlier about synchronizations and how that music and, and video works in tandem uh there's no more uh culturally appropriate time than right now specifically uh in the past couple of years yes but y- us as a musicians and artists and stuff we're we're not only making music to inspire uh, or perspire like we talked about uh, uh, but we're also that right now could i turn on the ac real fast yeah, of course. I'll be ready. Please, please. Uh, but yeah, keep, keep going. 
<laughs> making that music to uh, <laughs> I'm glad I could get segue for that uh, to making the music that you're when you're able to do the, those things and marriage those two things together it's it's almost for me at least I don't know about the, who's listening here uh, or even you guys but it's almost that glimpse of a live show like just because it's a it's not that you're seeing them p- perform or that energy but you're that feeling when it's perfectly matched yeah. it mm-hmm. gives me the same excitement as when i see the band live because it's like this is totally awesome not right. only what am i looking at is awesome but the sonic around it it wraps it up into a smile for me you know exactly. <laughs> that's fun. what a great way to say it. yeah i think that it just if it can like preview the live show in some way, which we sort of has now become a really important, you know, thing for Dead Posey. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just real bummer that us, and I'm sure many other musicians feel the same way, can't really play live this whole year. That's been a real tough thing once yeah. you get the taste of that. But something like this can kind of, like you guys said, sort of helps pave the way a little bit or smooth the way and kind of give a transition and you know, whet the appetite for people to come actually be around the band, see it live, see it in these different contexts. Mm-hmm. So it all it's all connected. You know, I think it's all connected and nothing it all helps everything else. So we're we welcome it for sure. Yeah. Speaking of, while we have you on the uh, topic of live. Yeah. If you had a dream tour, what would it be? What 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 bands would Dead Posey see a good trek with? I mean Maybe take it away. Dead or alive, first of all. Did you say that already? Uh, dead or alive i think probably you, oh yeah uh, let's let's go with active let's go with okay. <laughs> no ghost tour yeah <laughs> i mean personally i would like to do the kills our marilyn manson uh i mean our label to sign the smashing pumpkins i mean we'd love that uh garbage. absolutely perfect perfect that would be a perfect bill Brief. Yeah, I'm gonna, that's my two cents. Perfect, Bill. <laughs> Put it out there. You should call Billy, dude. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> um, I mean, there's so many. That's the great thing about rock music is that once you can kind of like you find your audience, they'll, they'll stay with you. You can. It's a real live music uh, sort of genre, I guess, and it really lends itself to that. So you can keep touring for decades, mm-hmm. you know, after your sort of breakthrough and. Uh, it's great to see so many different bands combined. I mean, that's what's awesome about Shiprock, too. I mean, like, it's, it's great uh, on-the-waves sort of uh, festival, and we uh-huh. got to meet some great bands there. I mean, Hailstorm and Dead Sarah mm-hmm. and, and so many awesome Hyro bands. Hyro the Hero. Hyro, yeah. who we know. You know the guy, yeah, right? I knew yeah. some of those guys. <laughs> speaking, speaking of Shiprock, before we get to that, the mere fact that we had Dead Posey, Dead Sarah, and Dead on it, I was like, are we on a ship or Macbeth? We, we noticed, know. We noticed that, too. <laughs> I felt like I was in a Shakespearean play. <laughs> These motherfuckers are trying to kill us. <laughs> we docked back in, uh, in court. We're like, you know, thank you. Well, I brought my crystals and stuff. So I brought some good juju on the boat. <laughs> so did. I think there, that helped. Good vibes throughout, for sure. Yeah, you should have got with Maria from In This Moment. Did uh, You guys could have yes. shared crystals. We, I, we watched her performance. Yeah, we loved one of the late night, the late night performance. The Midnight awesome. Mass, I think it was called. We yeah. actually mm-hmm. loved it. We're like, this is so nice and relaxing, and her voice is beautiful. That was, it was such a great amazing. vibe after a day of whatever the hell we were doing. That was actually the perfect way to top off a day with I think her we had played that day, too, when we saw yeah. one of them. Yeah. Okay. Liked it. Um, speaking of, let's get the ship rocked, as we always do Good. during these segments. We want to know what your ship rock experience was like. 
Well, actually, can I can I can can I add on to that? When you, uh, you know, I'm gonna let Chad first... take this. He's re- he's really good at this. You take well, it. I don't, I don't know. You're good at it. I just personally, really this is selfish. It. I love to hear about people's uh, pulling up to the port story and then going <laughs> through all of that and then subsequently entering the atrium and then being on the ship. Uh, right. If you don't mind, I, 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 can, I, can we like just res- <laughs> revert back to that moment and uh, mentally, uh, can you give us that picture uh, for, I mean, for your eyes? Coming yeah. and going were two completely different experiences <laughs> right. for me alone. I'm sure for a lot of people as well. Uh, for me, walking in there, it was I had my parents actually with us, so we had them tech in. You and, met them, Chad. Yeah, yeah. I have, a, I have actually my notes here. I was like, talk about their parents. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> hilarious. They loved it. They want to go back like every year now. Yeah. Um, they, <laughs> That's awesome. They met. They made friends, so yeah. they're good to come on ship rock pipe forever. Yeah, whether um, we're on or not. So <laughs> we were with them. They were like stoked to be with us, and so we just kind of rolled in with our little posse in our, you know, like our musicians that play with us live. So we. We're all kind of like stumbling on. We got asked about, have you been to China? Well, that was the big one. Because which of the is, virus Yeah, like thing. it was just starting. And so the only question <laughs> ever was like, have you been to China in the last two weeks? No, come You're aboard. Good. And luckily we all were uh, good. When Little that did we was know, the only word. Two weeks later, you know, it the whole matter. world changed forever, <laughs> yeah. you know? So we just luckily missed and that, then, but that was perfect. And then we sat in the lounge and waited. Um, that we actually ran into bands there. Uh, yeah. uh, Hailstorm and Dud, Sarah in the lounge. So we got to say well, hi, because the rest of the time it's pretty crazy. So if we ever saw anybody after that, it was more like, hey, hey, hey. Everyone's doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then we got on the ship. We got into our rooms. The what's it called when they do the the emergency? The mustard drill. Oh God, <laughs> we're yeah. like, what is this? <laughs> but yeah, we actually got separated from our group because our our uh, cabin was on the other side of the ship. So we were with a bunch of people. We're like, oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't we, know We anybody. got thrown right into the whole yeah. ship vibes. It was really good. It was fun. It was great, though. <laughs> and know? people That's right a- away, you felt like you're at a camp. You're like, all right, this is going to be awesome. We I realized everyone's going to be good. so cool and so nice. Everyone's so respectful, all the, you know, the patrons and everything. And people giving us, you know, their homemade bottle openers yeah, and buying awesome. us drinks and stuff right on. So it's Some like, people had their kids there, here. which was awesome too. They were giving you, they were like, here, here's my kid. Nice right. to meet you. Yeah. You don't want us, yeah. we don't know what to do with your kids. <laughs> yeah. You'll figure it out. I'm going to go okay, over here to the bar for a little bit. <laughs> I go to the bar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite part is the must not well my the least favorite part is the mustard drill but like only because i've done it now uh, i don't know nine or ten uh, eight times but what you just described because i rem- I remember that so vividly and being like walking out of the ship after like going through customs and everything and then being like okay so like what and at the time like we had no t- real tour mom we had will who is like our faux tour manager and then five dudes in a band you know Uh, no offense will if you're listening to this she's doing a great job and now he's like the tour manager of papa roach i believe uh but at the time we were just like these kids from detroit that have absolutely no idea how we got here and uh and don't know really anybody on the boat we didn't hadn't even done any like real uh extensive touring you know besides like a guar tour and a jason newstead tour which was great but we hadn't really any bands you know like thrown off the deep end basically no pun yeah and yeah exactly and then that mustard drill and all i could do 
at the time was like sweat my brains out, right? Because you're like standing around all these people. Nobody knows us, but we're like in like candy, kids in a candy store because we're right. like, okay, what the fuck is this, dude? Know. You know, not, we hadn't even been on a cruise ship before. I don't know if you guys have actually like stepped on a cruise ship before. I've been on one. I've been on one. With your grandparents like, when you're like, like 18. I was 18. We went to Alaska. <laughs> it was great. And it dude, was awesome. party hard, bro. Oh, no. <laughs> you did. Actually. It was one of the first times I got drunk. My grandparents were asleep. You know, rest in peace, grandpa. But I went down to the bar and we were in like international waters, like in the the hotel manager's like, here, have some beers. And I was chatting up maritime law. Maritime law is wonderful. So, uh, but I think, yeah. And coming off the ship, I know we're skipping ahead here, but that was a whole other scenario because. Oh, well, I mean, the last night, Chad, you saw us. You remember. My fellow Detroiter. My fellow Detroit boy. By the time you Uh, saw us. We had uh, already been a whole bottle of Patron in. Yeah. And Ooh. you're just like little monkeys jumping around the ship everywhere going crazy. Mm-hmm. We saw our um, hired musician. He was also playing in another band. So we watched yeah, him was, play. Yep. Playing with Ages. who was awesome. And we saw Hailstorm that night. Mm-hmm. And we were just so we were mixing on a, tequila on and coffee. Like, who gives a shit? Let's do it. <laughs> so by the time yeah. we saw you, we were like grabbing beer from the DJ booth. People were giving us shots. Oh, my God. That was what it was. Everyone started giving us and you <laughs> shots of tequila our agent was there giving us yeah, shots Bex. yeah Bex. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so we, we yeah. had we had good times and uh yeah. so the next morning though it was it, horrible <laughs> i mean i started getting her out of that uh, cabin at 8 a.m that's I it mean, for people that haven't i mean i'm sure a lot of people watching this i was probably throwing up as i was leaving the room i mean it was pretty yeah. bad i've never actually gotten that sick ever drinking in my life and I was barfing before we had it's a your guys' fault. No. <laughs> so I definitely hit that experience of Ship Rocks newbie. Well, because you have to disembark to a boat at like 8 a.m. the next day. It's kind of like standard, I think, for cruises is like everyone off so they can like do what they have to to sort of turn the ship. Right, my, right, yeah. I had my throat bag in my pocket. I'm like, <laughs> I'm good. Just like like this Just head great. down on the suitcase, you know, on the yeah. floor, like, you know. I was the epitome of a newbie on Chicago. Fear and respect. Fear and respect. Did you did you feel weird uh, when you were playing on the? the uh, I remember the first time that we took the stage. We were in open water, and uh, it was you know where boat was rocking a little bit, uh-huh. and that's never been an, that was an experience I had never also had. So oh, yeah, I mean, it, it was weird. Um, after I looked out into the ocean as we were going, I was like, mm, "Don't do that again." <laughs> yeah. Pay attention to everybody, and don't even think about being on the ocean because it, it it fucked me up a little bit. Yeah, I think but, if I had looked. Like left or right, I would have felt that too. I think yeah. when I'm playing, I'm in just such this like tunnel vision. Yeah. But then when you yeah. mentioned that, I think you looked at me like, whoa, you know, because yeah. it's weird seeing the horizon kind of doing this. It was awesome, but yeah. it was, it was weird. It was weird. How did you guys feel about the, uh, the, you know, the, re- the reception from, from the ship rockers when you guys played and finished? It's freaking awesome. And For I think just what? the reception from the crowd and stuff. Oh, amazing. Everyone was incredible. I, again, it was fun seeing a few people have their kids on their shoulders and there's just all walks of life that we love that kind of crowd because it's like mm-hmm. not just one type of person. It's like all a yeah. bunch of different people all coming together to rock out it's it's funny they're so open-minded they remind me of the old bill graham shows at the fillmore where they'd have like 
BB yeah. King and the Who playing together. Like, how does this work? It just does. And that's their mentality. They're just so open-minded kind of to all like the music. Super well, because there's a nice mix of all sorts of, you know, general genres of rock and mm-hmm. rap mm-hmm. and stuff like that a little bit. And like, and, and people like are just into all of it. And mm-hmm. like yeah. the second show we did in the atrium was like, it, even its own way, even almost more awesome. Like there's just a really yeah. good vibe in yeah, there, like with that high sort of ceiling or whatever you want. And we call weren't it. sure what to expect inside yeah. the lounge area. Oh, the atrium! Oh, the atrium! Like it looks like a scene from Blade Runner with all the yeah. different lights yeah. and elevators going up. It's crazy. We oh, love that. Awesome. That we love that. I remember, set. I remember specifically yeah. singing and looking up and seeing people looking down. Like, like this is ten crazy. Story, five stories up. And like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you're in the Coliseum. We are not entertained. <laughs> <laughs> <We're> not entertained. <laughs> that was a good show it's almost I felt like because the first show we're like oh like we're popping our cherry. and it was earlier it's like you know noon or 12 30 mm-hmm. show so it's like oh and we're out in the boat kind of getting used to that but it was by, by, by the second show we're like oh we got this let's go and it was it was a great vibe and it was the last was it the last night of the second to last it was the second, second to last no it was the last night of the oh wasn't it you guys remember? I, I think it was the last. Uh, it was the oh, second, second to last. Was it the second to last? Chad, pull out the schedule. Okay. Pull out one <laughs> second. Let me get it. <laughs> 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 it was a uh, weekend, and so it was like a great way to kind of to kind of end it. But mm-hmm. the whole time was great. The, the excursions were fun. Time in Mexico yeah. was good, and now we we yeah. hitched a ride back with the. Uh, you, Chad, you. and Bex, um, from, <laughs> yeah. what was it that we were... I can't... Uh, uh, Cozumel. Cozumel. Right? Cozumel. Yeah. 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 That's where we officially met you. So. Yeah. yeah. The first yeah. time. Yeah. We're like, I like Those excursions chat. are always fun, too. Just like, you know, because you have your family. In your case, you have your family. You have you right. guys. You have, like, all of this stuff going on. It, it, so it's like a whole... It's like a... A vacation really for the bands too you know like uh there's a lot of work that goes into it but the payoff of what you i was going to segue into is what when you're off that ship and all of this the world is spinning around you it will follow you for the rest of your career you guys have said that that was the last show you had played because of the, the, the yeah so you, you'll see it though uh ship records i'm counting on you because uh, i will i will sound like an asshole but like as you continue to play I saw that you announced a cool uh, download twenty uh, twenty one, yes. you know, and these the 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 family of the ship, and I really have to do have to ex, uh, expand upon that because they are family members uh, here, and they will they will pop up when you when there will be like the, a little pimple on your butt that you just didn't want to go away, You're like just don't just don't go, you know, like you'll show up somewhere and you'll be like, dude, check it out, you know, don't touch it, don't touch it. Uh, we got that sense even on the boat, like because like I was saying, like right away people were families, couples, groups of friends coming up to us, like yeah, this is our ninth time, you know, this is our tenth time, yeah, six, seven time. We yeah. actually met a couple on tour um, when we were on tour with Through Fire and. Saul and Broken Love in yeah. November, December, I believe, or December. December last year. There is a yeah. couple that owns a um, bar. I can't think of the bar right now, and Ohio. I want to give them a shout out, but right. Sorry, I guys. have a brain fart. I don't right remember now. where it was. But they own a bar, and you get it. Yeah, they own a bar in the United States. And that's how I eventually <laughs> met them, and then they were on Shiprock, so it was actually awesome to see people that we actually met before on the road so it was i think cool. we even started to get a sense of that even when we did like maybe louder than life and aftershock people saying we yeah, will see you yeah, at shipwreck yeah, people we were did. like yeah mm-hmm. for it mm-hmm. and it, it just seemed yeah. like a really great vibe there was this other couple too that we met yeah. at uh louder than life uh for the first time and yeah. they were on the ship too so it was cool guys. to see people like that yeah you you'll, you'll be for the drinking at yeah. the last night also <laughs> 
You'll be playing a theater in Buffalo or whatever, and you'll have like four, five, six, ten of them show up. They'll have a flag, maybe one or two. I'll have a jersey on, so you'll know. Right. Uh, but it's Chad Wright. They, they will. They will follow you around because it's all. They love the fact that bands are interested in playing something that they love, and right. they're going to come up Chip Rock. Well, by God, we're going to follow them because they support what we support. And we want to support them. So it's it's a really great. Uh, Absolutely. Pay off for everyone. Totally. So, yeah. It's a badge, yeah, really, honestly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You, like, if, if you don't see them, you'll hear them because I've been in, even with in years on, I've been like in some, on like a hailstorm tour in like Germany or something, and it's complete silence after a song. Like, ah! Everybody calms down, you know, and you're like, and the sex songs that I hear in, in my in ear, like, <laughs> fucking shit, bro. Yes, stage left audience, Mike. Amazing. Yeah. The, the couple actually had a ship rocked flag in their bar hanging up. So that's, that's right. Cool. We initially saw that we're like, yeah. oh, you guys gonna be in ship rocks? So well, that's how that connection. Is it the Music Factory in Michigan? It wasn't in Michigan. Uh, oh, no. I, I okay, can't because we have Jeff and, Buffa, Jeff and Buffy Harris own the Music Factory in Michigan. MI is Michigan, right? I'm not. Yeah, not it's, Michigan. It's, it's in Battle Creek, actually. What's up if they're if they're watching? So if, Michigan you, yeah. if we were to see, uh, we have to look at it. We'll we'll okay. We'll shoot you. Anywho, guys. well, yeah. We're spending the rest of the whole entire interview that talking just, about this just, couple. I'm just well, letting you. That was just <laughs> funny because someone just popped that up real quick. Like, here, this is who it is. I'm thinking. My God! See, there people paying attention. They're like right on it, Johnny on the spot. Wait, I someone said it. someone said it. Did someone say? Well, someone goes, "Hey, I think it's Jeff and Buffy Harris. They own the Music Factory in Michigan." It, it wasn't. We didn't play the Music Factory, mm-hmm. so it couldn't have been them. But okay. hello, uh, <laughs> hello, hope, Jeff and Buffy. Yeah, do you see the the line the the through the through fire tour? I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll try to try to dig it up. It's not in there. Hey, uh, do you, hey, 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 Tony. Do you know someone named Ingo? Oh yeah, uh, we, we both do. Ingo is Ingo here? Ingo, Ingo, she goes, yo, Tony F, yay! Hey, Ingo. Well, Ingo knows Danielle as well. We go. Okay. We, go we love Ingo. Well, she oh, just put she just put Tony F, so I figured okay. Ingo was Ingo uh, knows us. Tony's drum tech for Eve Six. Oh, yeah, far out. Okay, yeah. well, he's giving a shout out. He's a good guy. Yeah, all right. Hey, Ingo. Thanks for joining, Ingo. Appreciate we it. Both miss you. Haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> see you out there when life kind of comes back to normal for rock and Fantastic. roll. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, here we go. It was, it wasn't the Belvedere. It wasn't Route 20. It wasn't that. Muddy Creek It might have been Heath, Ohio, the Muddy Creek Saloon. Go over here for that one. Was it Do Muddy? any ship rockers own the Muddy Creek Saloon in Heath? Heath, I think that was it. Heath, Ohio. Heath, I Ohio. Think. We'll get an answer here in about 20 Wait, seconds. Okay. <laughs> that was a good uh, I wanted to ask you, segueing, if we have some time still, there's a couple, two things on my list, and, and I, 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 I will shut up. But uh, one of those things is we talked about live. Yeah, it's talked about uh, the acoustic stuff and in live in general and all of these uh, all of these different versions of what's happening now. And I, I did. I watched uh, your recent um, live stream for Spin. Uh, you guys pr- performed there. Have you like <laughs> right from yeah. this very spot? <laughs> <laughs> and was that was that around like re- the release of the record and stuff to get uh, behind? Yeah, because yeah. uh, they did the, a, um, they did a video premiere for the Parasite video Parasite. that we did. So they also had us do a their Twitch live stream. So it was fun. Yeah, we're trying to figure out when they it's... forced us to actually do a live stream because we were like, eh, we're not going to do any of that. And then now we like kind of got our now feet we love wet. It. Yeah. Now we're like, okay, let's do this. We have no nowhere else to go we need to do this so 
Yeah, I think it'll never. Was, so, sorry. When it was getting when it was getting booked in maybe like May, I think we were all still in the like. Well, maybe by July there will be live yeah. shows again. Maybe by August, you know, we we were still in that. Now I think we're all like, it ain't coming back really this year, except for very few and far. But we're between. hopeful for twenty twenty one. Yeah, so. yeah. What yeah. Were you gonna yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, they'll never supplement the live um, aspect of a show, period, like the the full on brick and mortar business, if you will. Uh, But it will. I I, am, you know, so I'm a talent buyer as well. That's what I do. Uh, So I'm also on the artist side of it, furloughed there and furloughed in my actual, you know, my gig. I'm a a promoter for 15 years back in Michigan. Uh, We have own venues that we book all year round and no business right so moving forward you know there's this idea of some people being hesitant to do it like you mentioned uh, on the artist side um because of this or this or that you know it's just like the, it's not really our thing or how does it really work but i did want to ask you about how, your experience with it because i do think that it will be uh, a part of our lives forever in some way shape or form how that what that looks like and where it goes who knows uh, but knowing that you did have an experience recently I, I wanted to see what your actual feelings were about it that's all on on the live stream particularly yeah just doing it yeah just doing the whole thing and in if you saw good reactions from it those sort of things yeah we saw good reactions it was a lot of fun there's certainly something a little awkward about <laughs> this is all the live show we can do right now is like yeah. from the living room, you know, and without you know, the full we can't production. See the fans we can't, there's no energy so transition mm-hmm. between your uh, transmission between mm-hmm. sort of audience. And uh, I mean, I think all musicians live for that to some degree. That magic like, of the live show. Yeah. You just don't get that when you're doing a live stream, staring at it little webcam like hi right. and like, is oh, anybody chat. watching us yeah. uh <laughs> <Yeah>. monkey dance <laughs> like, yeah. so you know it's it's certainly i don't think would be a satisfying you know like end for any musician like we're just through live streams now you know it, it'll never replace live music but i do think i think we both think you're right in that moving into live music hopefully you know obviously as safely as we can Mm -hmm. will be different i think for everyone i think it's going to be a ton of adjustments that stay with us for forever Um, but i feel like as soon as there's stuff clears up more there's a vaccine like we have the fucking flu vaccine yeah things will eventually go back to normal like that always happens over the live shows will definitely over happen. time this has happened like other things have happened before this has probably been the worst thing as far as i think any generations that are alive now have seen definitely Besides, the most disruptive and maybe like, uh what was it that happened that my grandparents were saying was a thing i mean that was polio polio my, my yeah. nana her brother actually died of polio when that oh. happened in yeah. So they definitely saw that, but they said that this is worse than even that from before. Just so. in terms of how much it's altered Affected our society. Everything. I mean, sports mm-hmm. like shut yeah. down, sports playing to no people, no live shows. You guys had to like adjust what's happening for like next year and all this kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. all, I mean, it's it's crazy. So, but we're hopeful that 2021 there'll be some kind of light at the end of the tunnel. We're yeah. hoping we're not being too morbid about it we're like i think things will get better so we're being hopeful about it so it kind of keeps our spirits up i I mean to your point chad i think one good thing like there's different silver linings here i think it's really forced Mm -hmm. you know musicians to get as creative as possible and use the tools 
like this. I mean, the tools yeah. at our disposal right. to like make music. I mean, we're thinking about doing like an acoustic cover series on like, I don't know, YouTube. IGTV or YouTube, uh -huh. like once a week, you know, like, which we might've been like, oh, that would be a cool thing to do. Now it's like, well, we got to do, while we're making the record, we got to keep doing things to like, there's no tours, there's no live shows. And it forces you to kind of, those limitations force you to get creative. So that's- I, have an, I have an idea yeah. for you guys that might work. <laughs> so the drive-in series for a lot of bands is happening. Right. Why don't you guys play and behind you, a David Lynch film festival or something of that sort. I mean, that's a great idea. <laughs> that would be amazing. If you saw, we all right, let's get that done. Did you see <laughs> at the first show behind us, the screen that yeah, was we had playing? a projector going behind us in the first. I really wish I could have seen a lot of shows, but I'm running around so you're, much. Yeah, you're doing right. a lot. Yeah. But we yeah, have but, a projector no. of like, we had like a, not, it was more like, um, it was more like clips of skeletons and different horror some movies. Some 50s kind of horror movies. That's something you put you put together like a couple years right. ago. That but a David Lynch movie playing would be pretty awesome. <laughs> just what you just described, but what you guys do for a live show, wouldn't that work in something like the LA, uh, like the cemetery there where they have showings? The definitely Hollywood Forever? The Hollywood Forever, yeah. yeah. I mean, there I, you go. I don't even know when they well, that's the, is that even open to like? I don't think they've done the movie series this year. Chad, do you know if that's know. no? I I'm mean, sure they, they would love to rent it out for something. They do it on ten thirty one. How about that? Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll put in some calls what, for you. What's it again? It's a Halloween. Oh, Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to see, I was curious because I, I, you know, we see it all the time, right? Even this, even this in general is a part of all of what, um, what I was kind of getting at it and be, you hit it, you, you guys nailed it on the head being a silver lining being here, uh, being brought in here is the fact that we're able to communicate. For instance, Nana didn't have this ability to discuss world issues with their friends right. or right. music or whatever it is. Um, and subsequently, the tools are here. Um, so just wanted to touch base a little bit to see if you had a good experience, bad experience, or in general, what it was like, you know? Definitely a good experience with it, you know? Um, and I think it excited us to do it. It kind of was like, oh, we, we can do this. It, it sounded good, you know? We were forced to kind of relearn things and a bit mm -hmm. more of a stripped down thing of course some bands you know do it a little more full-on a lot of bands right. have done the kind of like four quadrant camera from their home thing. and we had some liquid courage we had a little bit of red wine <laughs> we were like all right hey guys cheers you know well, we've never we done a twitch before either yeah, so that's was, this whole other fun. medium to yeah. do but we were trying to make it because we knew from the viewer perspective we wanted it to feel like they're watching a tv show that we did actually add in some David Lynch stuff in between <laughs> we each did song. Actually. I forgot. So we did do that. Yeah, there was like uh, little clips of things between. Yeah, clips from Lost Highway in between right. your song. And then we so also, uh, for like an hour, we did a Q&A, which we thought would only be about 10 minutes, but we were talking so much and just drinking our wine that it ended up lasting <laughs> an hour. So I'm like, I guess we are naturals at this, I guess. But <gasps> A wine in fucking A? <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, uh, that's awesome. I want to chime in real quick here. Uh, Ashley, Ashley's one of our uh, ship rockers. She says your acoustic set was awesome. Need more. So there you go. There's an Thank yeah. you, Ashley. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We, Thanks, uh, Ash. We're, we're literally working on it right now. We're kind of doing acoustic recordings, like we said, for an intended uh, malfunction EP acoustic, but we're kind of... Mm -hmm throwing some other stuff mm -hmm. and we're going to figure out how to do it on video and do some of that stuff too. Okay. Well, listen guys, we've had you for over an hour. So we, Chad, do you have anything to, to add? 
<laughs> no, no, no. I, I mean, I, I do realize we've had him for over an hour and I could talk all day. There's uh, we, can we have your grandpa on uh, <laughs> at some point. He's a great, he's a great guy. I love it. Uh-huh. No, I, I mean, uh, I, I, I just want to say thanks for being a part of making waves and um, you know Shiprock in general would really really appreciate it. I loved uh, seeing your set. I can't wait to see more of you and uh, congratulations on the new EP. It it fucking rips. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank we you. hope yeah. to talk on the ship again. Yeah, someday so. we like we'll, we'll be there. You 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 just hit us up and uh, we'll come with bells on. Yep. <laughs> We were, we're going to keep a big note of that, by the way. Uh, so, folks, thank you, everyone who paid attention to Making Waves tonight and uh, those who chimed in and had some of your questions. We appreciate it. If you guys are interested, please check out uh, Dead Posey's two EPs right now, The Freak Show and Malfunction, both on, I think, are both on Sumerian? Yes. Yes, they both are. Mm-hmm. Uh, both on Sumerian Records. And then you can also, guys, if you want to support the band by buying music or maybe apparel or other accessories you might find at deadposey.com, Chad is putting up the site right there. Look at it. Oh, we, got, hey. we, we got merch. <laughs> we got merch. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Beanies and shirts and nuts. It's, it's a wonderland. <laughs> yeah. So make sure, guys, that by chance you happen to be paying PlayStation or maybe you see a Taco Bell commercial, you might hear their music there as well. So <laughs> they're kind of everywhere. Insidious. We're just like yeah. creeping in. You know, I think, it's, I think it's fantastic. And congratulations on, on all those kind of things. That's amazing that you guys are spreading out in all these different content. Like you said, you guys are content creators at this point, and uh, that's fantastic. So, well, we do look forward to a point when we can get you back on the road and, and everyone can experience you, you guys live. Love um, yeah. Thank you again, guys. Uh, thank you, obviously, for giving us your uh, Shiprock experience. It always helps us, and uh, we want to make sure that we're doing the best we can for our artists. Hey, um, much love to Shiprock. Mm-hmm. It was an incredible time. Fantastic. And, uh, we recommend thank you. everybody. <laughs> hey, guys, before we chime off here, uh, two quick notes. We want to wish a happy 17th wedding anniversary to our publicist, Christine, and her husband, Mike. 17 Woo! years. Good for them, man. Yay. And also, we want to wish a happy 50th to a longtime ship rocker, uh, John Thomas. John is also one of the partners in a incredible new club in Houston called Rise, where they're putting actually a ceiling on top of it that retracts like a football stadium. No way. Oh, that's wow, so, yeah, that's, that's really cool. That's some future thing. So, John, happy 50th. Welcome to your 50th, buddy. Ain't that, it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, but, guys, thanks again. Dead Posey, Danielle. Yeah. Tony, thank you guys. Much appreciated. Thanks so much. Thank you. Great time. Thanks, guys. Yes, we're out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimbut the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much!
We'll be seeing you.